Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello and welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner for all the sports-related things. Uh, on Twitter at Bibbs Film for everything uh, movie-related. And again, I do plan to get more active over there as the year progresses. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Maurice Williams, on Twitter at Mind of Reese, host of the Mind of Reese podcast and on youtube as well as at mind of reese reese it's been a couple of days we were not caught up in the immediate aftermath of it anymore how how are you feeling today uh feeling good you know still happy about the uh w i still go back and look at the highlights sometimes <laughs> on youtube actually i'm looking at highlights of different games because there's no basketball today uh feeling a bit of a uh, uh withdrawals but other than that, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm excited about Monday. I'm excited about tomorrow, basketball in general. Um, but I think we kind of needed to do this episode after coming down from the high of winning the game because we touched on the matchup a bit after the game. But now our minds are clear. So, so I'm going to say this now, but it sounds like we back on whisper mode. Wait, what? For real? It's- yeah, you sound really quiet. I got the mic literally up to my face. Okay, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Oh um, shit! Maybe should be alright. Do I sound quiet? No, you sound good. All right, we'll leave it alone. It'll be crazy as hell if it's the opposite. <laughs> it's interesting to see. I wish you know what I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, right don't even. No. Um, yeah, I think. A couple of days later, I'm I'm out of the immediate haze of the Jazz. I can't. I'm I'm not thinking about them anymore at all. Um, thinking about Phoenix. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule, and uh, I went through like the history, uh, the past games. All the games this year were close. We already discussed like it's it's a reset either way. Yeah. First two games we didn't have Luca. Last game we had KP. Uh, they haven't seen us since the trade. I think that's a positive. I think that works in our favor personally. Um, as far as this matchup goes, what would you say would be three things you think need to happen for us to have a, a chance of getting it out and getting it done? Three things. Three things. If you can't think of three, like whatever things you think need to happen, period. We need consistent production from the bench. Uh, I'm not talking about the entire bench. If we get consistent production from Spencer Dinwiddie and Maxi Kleber alone, that's fine. It's the playoffs. Rotations are tight. Um, I don't expect this to happen, but we can't go into a shooting slump. <clears throat> like, we're going to have to hit our shots uh, consistently. I don't expect us to go into a shooting slump. Obviously, when I say a shooting slump, I mean, like, for a game or games. Like, obviously, a half, we've seen that, but we've also bounced back. That's why I also said I'm not expecting us to go into a shooting slump because outside of Maxi Kleber, usually people on this team, when they're shooting and missing, they're not afraid to keep shooting. Okay. And three, rotations on defense got to be tight because these boys are knockdown shots outside of maybe Jay Crowder because 
after I bet him on a parlay to hit two threes. I don't trust him, motherfucker. But <laughs> here we go. And, and I kind of, I, I kind of, I kind of forced the last one because I wanted to do three. Because obviously, of course, your rotation's got to be tight on defense. But we really have to like play defense, be consistent on defense. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, what I would say, the way I phrased. I'm phrasing it in my head is that our discipline on defense needs to be good. Like we have to stick with the principles that got us here. Um, I felt like we were kind of slack in those last couple of jazz games. I don't know if it was just Luca um, not being in rhythm, but we can't afford that because Chris Paul will exploit it. Um, when I look at, our bench and like you said it is really Dinwiddie and Maxi. at the end of the day we've seen Jason Kidd give both Bertans and Josh chances but in that last game in particular they both got two minutes wasn't looking great that was the end of that I it, will, oh, oh I thought you was going to go ahead Oh no, I was gonna say it would be huge if if we could get five minutes out of each of them. Yes. At least. Because as I've seen people mention on the timeline, Dorian Finney Smith ready to bull out playing forty five minutes every night, that's not sustainable. No, that's not sustainable. And you don't even want no disrespect. I hate I have to say this. No disrespect to guys like that, but you don't want to you don't want to gas those dudes like that. Like yeah. these these are Dorian Finney Smith uh, my tone has changed on him since the beginning of the season. Um, I've never disliked Dorian. I just felt like he was expendable. I made the video on my YouTube. I said, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber. The, these guys are expendable. One of them proved me wrong. Now, granted, Dorian Finney-Smith is expendable for the right piece, but realistically speaking, the piece he will be expendable for, we're not getting for Dorian Finney-Smith. And let's add to that. It would be stupid to pretend like the Dorian Finney-Smith of today is the Dorian Finney-Smith of yesterday. Facts. It's not. He's, he's improved every year. Very clearly upped his game. Yeah, he's a um, legit. I felt like I think I was even saying at the beginning of the season. I was like Dorian Finney-Smith is a really good player, but he's best as a role player off the bench for a good team. I think he's established himself as a legitimate starter. In the right. NBA, he would start on multiple teams in the NBA uh, as a that glue guy type thing. Like you don't necessarily define that you want him to do X, Y, Z, but he fills in the gaps very, very yeah. well. Reggie Bullock, I don't feel like is that guy. Yeah, Reggie you don't want him playing forty something minutes, bro. And that's where and and it's the bigger part of that is I mean we saw it with Bojan. Like you're asking a guy to be the primary defender for the other team's best player and then you also ask him to hit big threes you're asking too much um he needs to be able to rest so that at the end of the game when we need him to hit threes he's able to do so and have the energy to do so his legs are dead from chasing around whomever um that's where josh green's hell i mean josh green being a reliable piece is important in my opinion because if josh green can hit a three or two here and there or at least be aggressive off the bounce whatever the case may be i know rudy gobert is a whole different beast uh, i don't think ayton is that 
So maybe he'll he'll have a little bit more motivation. Are you tapping on the table? Not at all. I heard something going while you was talking, like you was tapping on something. Maybe it's the cord. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be careful about it. Um, I got cords everywhere. But um, if we can get, I mean, do you hear it still? No. All right. If we can get Josh Green to give us t- five to ten minutes regularly, that's big. Again, I don't need him to be Splash City Josh. I just need him to hit a shot when he's wide open. I just need him to drive to the rim when he has a lane and not, like we were talking about in the last series, <laughs> dribble around. Drive like, across court. Like, dear God, please take this ball from me. Yes. like, like it, He has I mean, to be a threat. To be honest... Hopefully he doesn't do that because Aiton's no pushover in the paint, obviously. And JaVale McGee isn't either, but they're not Rudy Gobert. Right. So maybe, you know, there'll be less fear, you know. Um, He is very important to this series because Josh Green is very helpful defensively uh, on the floor. Uh, He's the hustle guy. He's the cleanup guy. But we need him to be able to – I'm not saying hit every open three. I'm not expecting – out of him what we get out of excuse me what we get out of dorian or reggie or even maxi at some points but if you can hit one if you can hit two you know every now and then when you're open and they're probably going to leave him open uh that's going to keep him on the court his defense alone is not going to keep him on the court if he's giving us nothing on offense yeah and that's the thing like he just has to be a threat and i don't think he fully understands that yet um i'm hoping that you know with him having gone to arizona that playing in Arizona is a little bit of motivation for him. Um, if maybe he has people from college or whatever that, I mean, people he went to college with are still in college. So uh, <laughs> yeah. if some of his people come out to the games and stuff like that, maybe he'll have a little bit more motivation, a little bit of support in the stands. And um, that motivates him to, to actually play basketball. And again, that's huge for us because if it allows us to let Reggie Bullock and Dorian sit for just a little bit longer, they have more to give us late in the game. Um, the other piece I wanted to mention is Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic interplay. Those two in the last couple of games, they share, they split the duties. Well, I need that to continue. I don't need it to go back to being the Luka show. I don't need Jalen Brunson looking over his shoulder when he's got the ball. Jalen Brunson has to have that CJ McCullough mentality and continue to be aggressive when he has the ball in his hands and say, Luke will be all right over there. I agree. Um, I was in a space yesterday. Uh, shout out to Gifted. I was in a locker room space. Uh, we were talking a bit about this series. And it was kind of the conversation we were having as far as who was the, who was going to defend who from Phoenix on uh, Luca and Jalen. And I said, I don't really think there's a way Jalen has a bad series. Like, I think Jalen might not have he's not going to have a Utah series, like 28 points per game, but he's going to get buckets. Like I said, I hope they put Chris Paul on Jalen Brunson because Jalen Brunson is going to make his, and y'all know Chris Paul is my favorite player of all time. Jalen Brunson is going to make Chris Paul's old ass work to the point where when the fourth quarter hits, he's not really that effective on offense because he gassed. And, and I would hope that that would be the goal is that we're not running, we're not being quick on offense and i and right. this is a big part of our what makes our defense good is that we make the other team work on the other end um 
that's how we keep you know the score down or control the game. So by moving the ball around, having Jalen go at Chris Paul or whatever the case may be, we we make him work and we make the the defense for the Suns work. And I, man, it's, I do think I I would not I would not be surprised every single game comes down to a clutch situation like within yeah. five under five minutes every single game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, granted, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a game where they blow us out. But I would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I'll put it like this. I wouldn't be surprised if game one, they blow us out and we like, all right, we got that out the way. Time to adjust. Time to bounce back. And every game after that is close because we've seen series like that before. Like, you know, this team isn't that much better than this other team. When is the last time we got blown out? I don't remember. It wasn't obviously it wasn't Utah. So I'm like in my head, it's hard Probably for Washington. me to even. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I'm gonna try to see if I can confirm. And that was like the second to last game of the season. So that's the playoffs. No, that was a week do, before do, the, do, the do. week before the end of the season. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to get to the regular season. All right, regular season. Da 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 da. WWWL. The last blowout was against, like you said, the, uh, <clears throat> the. Wizards, God, I don't know why I was struggling with that. <laughs> it, actually, our last three losses of the season pretty much were blowouts. Wizards, Timberwolves, Hornets. Right. And I would say that each one of those situations was an underestimating your opponent situation. Most likely, yeah. So in my head, like imagining Phoenix blowing us out is just, I, I can't see it. I genuinely can't see it. Now, I can see them like going on a big run and getting ahead of us, but in my head, either Jason Kidd is going to control it better than that and not let it get out of control, or Luka is. And unlike those three regular season games, there's not going to be a point where we say, well, fuck it, we lost, in my opinion. I genuinely think game one is the most important game. I believe so. If we could steal game one, my confidence and our ability to take the series is going to be through the roof. I'll say... There's that damn sound again. Is the table like what is happening? It might be this. It, I'm pretty sure it's this quarter. It's hanging in a different way than usual. I, I have my have my mic tilted. Is it my chair? Maybe. I don't know. Hold on. Which mic? Is it might connected? be the cord. Which mic is connected? No, it's on the right mic. Oh well. Do you hear it now? No. It's usually when you're talking. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna try to be as still as possible. (laughs) Um yeah, I expect us to take one of those first two games in Phoenix, but it's much more important if it's game one. I think so. Yeah, it's much more important if it's game one. Also, someone was saying like uh in a space they was like hopefully they put somebody big on Jalen Brunson like um Cam Thomas or I think they said Jay Crowder and I'm like those dudes are gonna get cooked. Like I could see Jay Crowder in foul trouble every single game. If Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson can't even play <laughs> no fucking defense. Yeah, if they put Cam that. Johnson or Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson might average thirty that series. He's also a bench player. 
Right. So I'm not sure how that will work. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I, I was looking at the the Suns rotations as well, and from what I can see, it's Chris Paul, Booker. We obviously Bridges, Crowder, and Aiton as the starting five. Cam Johnson being the big minute guy off the bench. Campaign Landry Shamit kind of splitting guard duties off the bench, and then Biombo and McGee. Uh, splitting reserve big man duties for the most part. When I look at their roster, I genuinely don't fear them. No. They just play well as a team. They don't have a whole bunch of talent. Right. Like campaign, Landry Shannon, come on now. Yeah. Like as far as like total talent, they're not, they're not miles ahead of us. And outside of their centers, they're small. Yeah, they don't. And they, I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Aiton lately, but I don't feel like he's one of those guys that plays big either. That's why I said that, like, I didn't say, I didn't say it here, but I was saying like Maxi Kleber is going to be really big for the series. Also, I don't understand why people call it small ball when Maxi Kleber is at center. Motherfucker's like 6'10". I think it's style of play, maybe. Because he shoots, yeah, but it's like that's not like, small ball. That's call just Anthony sh- Town at the center of small ball. My <laughs> that's not, come on now. Let's not do that. Big bird. It's it's not <laughs> it's not small ball. It's just stretching the floor. Like if he's able to hit his shots, that's big. But also, I trust him more against a DeAndre Ayton than I do him against a Rudy Gobert. Right, and I wouldn't trust him against Embiid or Jokic either in that scenario. No, well Jokic. No, no, no. I, Yo, because I got no. some thoughts on too, but I ain't, I'm gonna leave him alone for now. Um, yeah, I, I I'm in the same situation I was in with the Jazz, and I have to I have to preface this by saying again, when I think about basketball, I think of it at like I'm the coach of the team, uh, or I'm the point guard directing things on the court. The Suns' clear advantage would be Aiton killing us on the inside. But I don't think he's built like that. I don't think that's their game plan. So unless they do that, which has not been what they've done so far, we're in great shape to 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 go toe-to-toe with these guys. And then it comes down to closing ability. Also, we do this a lot. We underestimate this Mavs defense a lot. We always say it, and we end up correcting ourselves. During the regular season, the Dallas Mavericks statistically – have defended centers very well, regardless of, like, obviously, you know, superstars, yeah, they're going to do whatever. The Jokic's, the MB's, sometimes the Cats, they're going to do whatever. Outside of that, to be honest. Don't, don't like, put Cat in that category I said all. sometimes no, Cats. I said I'm not put Cats the third best center in the league. That's depressing to even think about. Come on, man, let's not. The boy is soft. Anyway, he's, he's he's soft. So is Rudy. He big for nothing. They both big for nothing. It's I, we're in a sad state of affairs in the at the center position. It's not even if Cat just got too comfortable. We not talking about this motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks are sixth. Why did I say it like that? Goddamn! I felt like I had twelve letters in it. <laughs> sixth, sixth. What the sixth? The number after five. Shit. Yeah, that number. And points per game against opposing centers at 11. Mm. 
All I'm saying is DeAndre Ayton ain't one of them guys, and he's yeah usually like he's not that much a part of the offense. Now, granted, Monty Williams is a great coach. Monty Williams may realize, hey, we're going to need DeAndre Ayton this series, and he might flip the switch. But to be honest, I've been thinking about it over the past few days. I was telling people, hey, if DeAndre Ayton is aggressive, we cooked. I don't think so. No, because, and even here's where I'll take it after that. One, our very obvious weakness is protecting the rim, the paint. But if a team that doesn't do that usually even switches their game plan to focus on doing that, then we've taken them out of their game. They're not playing their normal style. And we are already, that's an advantage in itself. Um, because everybody else, they don't know what to do with their hands if if they're force-feeding Aiden. So even if he starts cooking, we've shut everybody else out. Someone else we forgot, rightfully so, considering how they played in the last series. Uh, the White Pile is gonna we we're gonna need something from the White Pile. I'm, the I'm White Pile, man, come on, bro. Let's not do this. The White Pile obviously was ineffective against Utah. <laughs> I can't find any other words to describe. Casper the friendly ghost. For for lack of a better term, the guy was barely out there. Like I think he played ten minutes in game six. He had zero points and one rebound in those ten minutes. He's Almost a center. Eleven. He's a center. He's a center by position. To be honest, he was really a power forward. But it, it's 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 bad, man. Like he he was ineffective against Rudy Gobert. Like I said, DeAndre Ayton ain't really go bad. Maybe, just maybe, we'll get something from the dude, but we're going to need it, for real. Because outside of the white power, if the white power was ineffective, Maxi Cleaver about to be playing 45 minutes at center. <laughs> and and we don't want to have to tote out Davis Bertans too much. like, And we know we ain't putting Marquise Chris out there. Like maybe we, maybe Marquise Chris is like, oh, I'm going against Phoenix in the playoffs. I want my revenge, and he just start hooping. But that's the chances of that happening are the chances of me hitting an eleven leg parlay. So, am I lying? <laughs> Have Once I hit again, one yet? <laughs> as, as I've said, the uh, center position on the Mavericks is depressing, and the, the center position in the NBA is depressing. Um, but Again, if we're talking perimeter-oriented basketball, I like our chances. I like our chances. Um, guys like Finney Smith, guys like Bullock, uh, Bertans, Maxi, they have to be hitting their shots. But if they're not, I expect 50 a night from Luka and Jalen Easy. Who do you expect 50 a night from on the other side? Outside of the superstars? Like, name two people that are giving you 50 a night off the Suns. A Booker and who? Aiden? Maybe CP3. Okay. If CP3 is having to score 20 a night, I feel good about ourselves, about what we've done. Me too. He's not that. He, he them, them legs ain't young anymore. Uh, I saw him huffing, puffing it out there trying to beat the Pelicans. <laughs> uh,. I, I man, I'm excited about this series. Honestly, I think we uh, in the Clippers series we were fighting an uphill battle every game, and we knew that. Right. And we still went to the wire uh, two years in a row. 
this last series against the Jazz Monkey on Our Back series, Luca Hurt series. Now Luca's healthy. The monkey is off our back. This is our first, in my opinion. I'm not gonna say in my opinion. The way my the way I feel, this is our first real series, if that makes any sense. Our first real test to see how good we can be. Um, we weren't supposed to win either of the Clippers series. We were we were supposed to beat the Jazz. Things got weird with Luca being hurt. That's behind us. Luca's healthy. We're playing the number one seed. Um, the NBA is wide open, I would say, right now. Yeah. And this is a chance. Like, I'm not... I, I hate the, the victory lap type stuff in these situations. I hate the I predicted this or I predicted that type of stuff, like in hindsight, um, when it comes to the playoffs specifically. Right. I um, and I don't want to look ahead too far either, but to say like if you're looking at the eight teams remaining, to say that we shouldn't be, like it would be a complete surprise to see us in the conference finals. To say it would be a complete surprise for us to make the finals, I think is would be wrong. Um, to say that if we do make it to the next round if we do make it to the finals to say that you know i predicted it and everybody else was wrong is goofy i I don't like either side of that coin i don't know what i'm trying to say with that but i'll say this looking at the league right now looking at every team there is no team that i think is miles ahead of us uh And every team that you might think to consider to put miles ahead of us, we beat recently. Like I said, I'm when I say miles ahead, I'm I'm not considering regular season. I'm considering a series of seven. Every uh, series is a reset, and nothing else matters. That's why I said regular season don't matter. So it don't matter if we beat them recently, right? Um, only team off the top of my head I would say is um. Uh, Maybe Milwaukee or Boston, to be honest. But yeah. shall we talk about other series? I mean, quickly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spend a ton of time on them, but yeah. yeah. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back. If one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Let's start in the East, like you said. Uh, Bucks. Bulls, anything surprise you about how that series went? 
I'm surprised the Bulls got a game. Damn. Um, <laughs> I won't take it that far. Uh, I think Levine getting COVID kind of sucked at the end. It did suck, but I mean, it it just helped the Bucks put them out of their misery <laughs> faster because they were gonna lose anyway. Yeah, I wanted to see them go out on their feet. I think the Bucks needed to be woken up. That's what that one loss was. Because Demar Derozan did not defeat the allegations. Maybe it was a bad matchup. I was about to say that. I don't even know if that's fair. Like, I don't know, man. If it, it it is fair, actually. This dude was in the MVP conversation at one point this year. He was hooping this year, and now he shows up. He doesn't show up in the playoffs again, and it's, uh, well, maybe it's a bad matchup. No, if you that dude, you that dude. No, I don't even. I ain't even taking it that far. I just think the Bucks were a better team. Oh yeah, they were uh, a better team. If they got their asses kicked, but he still showed up, then cool. But... Got you, got you. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I didn't even pay much attention to his individual performance because I was just looking at the team as being overmatched. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I nothing surprised me about that series. I think the Bulls had a nice, you know, renaissance year. Uh, hopefully they come back next year healthy with Lonzo and those guys, or that maybe they'll make another move. Who knows? I don't think they necessarily need to. Maybe they disagree. Um, Levine, I don't see why he would leave. And uh, hopefully they take another step forward next year. It was their first year together, first year for a lot of these guys really being competitive, being, you know, the the hunted at a certain point this year when they couldn't beat any good teams. So, you know, regroup, come back and do it again. I hate the idea that because you didn't win one time, now you got to start looking at other options. I hate that that's the way the media talks about basketball. Putting you on the spot, ask you a question. Zach Levine wants to come to Dallas, but we can't keep Brunson. Do you take it? Do I think Zach Levine is better than Jalen Brunson? Yes. Obviously, Zach Levine is better than Jalen Brunson. That's not what I'm asking you. I feel like it is what you're asking me. I don't think that's that's not a question. That's like it's not even close. So yes, I I would prefer the better player on the on the Mavericks. Okay, I would. There was no right or wrong answer. I just want to see your yeah because you know if you said I'm not emotionally attached to Jalen Brunson like that. It's not even that. If you just said you know. Because we make the joke a lot, but fit does matter. I'm not saying Zach Levine would not fit. Mm-hmm. I'm saying obviously Brunson and Luca have developed uh, some camaraderie. They're friends. They have chemistry together. We see it works. Maybe you're like, nah, let's push ahead with that. But I hear you. If, but if you're like, if you would have said that, I'd have understood. That's why I said there's no right Okay. That's answer. what I was I was going to ask you. What would be the argument for keeping Brunson if you yeah. acknowledge that Levine is better? But yeah, I can, I can see that. I don't see Zach Levine as a problematic guy no, me when either. it comes to that type of thing. Like if there was, if you were talking like James Harden or something, something like that, then yeah, I'm probably going to hit you with the no. Kyrie, think, you know, volatile type of guys. Those are the guys <laughs> I'm saying no to in that scenario. I think it's helped that, you know, we've seen Zach Levine play off ball with DeMar DeRozan this year. And so, not make any have any issues. Yeah, and like, with Lonzo Ball being a point guard, so yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask that question. Um, okay, no, I, I respect the question. Yeah, I don't expect Zach to leave though. I think he just wants to test free agency. Um, oh yeah, get some NBA free meals. players like attention. Yeah, get some yeah. free meals, get wine and dine. He like attention. So get executives to tell him how great he is. You know, just to remind you know how it, I mean, it's about to be a bad analogy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if I should do it, Loki. I might get in trouble. Do it. I believe it. Do it. All right. Uh, you know, let's say you go out somewhere and, and you're not with your girl, and somebody giving you some attention. You know, it's nice to be told. You know. All right. So moving on <laughs> to the next series. 
you might tell her at the end of the night, you know, I got a girl or whatever. But for that couple of seconds when she was trying to get with you, all right, Aisha Curry, like how it felt. All right, Aisha Curry. <laughs> Look, I ain't saying go on TV and ask for that. But when it happens, <laughs> when it happens, and you guys, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, Come on, man. I'm, Next series, very man. happy, very happy with my relationship. <laughs> but but thank you. You know, that's that's what Zach Levine is going to do this summer, in my in my opinion. Next series, uh, Celtics, Bucks. All right, Celtics, Nets. Um, I don't care about the series. I didn't care when it happened. I don't like either team. I felt like the Celtics were the better team. I felt like the Nets were the seventh seed for a reason. Uh, when I noticed they weren't really climbing up the standings late in the year, it became pretty obvious that they were not built for long-term success. Celtics packing them up. Good for them. They got Robert Williams back in the series. Fantastic. Uh, I'm excited about that that Celtics Bucks matchup. Yeah, I'm, that's my favorite matchup uh, for 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 this round. Um, I had Celtics in two against the Nets. Obviously, I'm shocked that they got damn it two. I mean, I said two Celtics and six. <laughs> Celtics and six. Okay, okay. Against the Nets, I'm shocked that they they got swept. To be honest, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. I thought at least they would get one game, but I really like this Celtics team. Like. From from top to bottom, it's just the, the way this team was built. Um, you got defenders everywhere, like Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Derek White. Like, and these and are it, guys who aren't just defenders. Like, oh, you got defense, but you're nothing on offense. Like, nah, these guys, man, I, I really like this team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won a championship. And the reason I think that they probably should be the favorite, all those things that you mentioned for sure, and it's the the versatility of the roster. I think that that's the most important thing in the NBA these days. Even though most people have started playing one way, the fact that they can play multiple ways with their different different centers, different point guards, uh, or different people that can handle the ball in general, I should say. They they they're a threat to anybody. They can adapt to anything you throw at them based on the way their roster is built. So they're definitely well positioned to make some make some noise. And all I'm gonna say is they ain't gonna be able to defend Giannis like they did KD. <laughs> so even though the Bucks ain't got Chris Middleton. Yeah, I was about to say I just confirmed that Middleton <clears throat> is expected to miss the entire series, which sucks. But Giannis is still on the other side. All I'm saying is. I'm taking the Celtics in seven. Ooh. But do not be shocked if the Bucks win in like six. Okay. I I I can't care enough to pick how the, any series is gonna go because I just want to say it, it about that series. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I didn't do it for the first round either. Um okay. but Giannis is my dude, right? I I appreciate that this is going to be a test for him. Right. I don't think the Bulls should have been, but I think this will be a test for him because without Chris Middleton there, I think he's going to have to do more defensively and offensively. So it's going to be interesting to see him. I, I probably will actually pay attention to that series more than any other series. Yeah, most definitely. Well, outside of the Mavericks. but Outside obviously. of the Mavericks, obviously. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Heat, Heat 76ers. Should we just skip the first rounds on those? Yeah, skip the first rounds. All right, Heat versus Philly. They said Embiid's gonna miss one game at least. They said he might miss a week. I heard, 
Okay, let me look see if I can get the latest. And if he misses a week, if the week starts on Sunday, and he misses a week, or if the week starts on they they play Monday, so if the game, if the week is considered to start on Monday when they play, and he's out until next Monday, there's three four games within that span. Yeah, I'm looking through a lot. I see a lot of indefinite. He already had the torn thumb ligament. That sucks. Um, I think we've established James Harden is not James Harden anymore. Um, who are their other bigs? Is it DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed. That's literally Paul Reed. It. And then Tobias Harris. Is Tobias Harris going to earn his contract? Is what it comes down to. I, I have guess. no faith in Tobias Harris. <laughs> so Tobias Harris, James Harden. Uh, Maxi, Shake Milton, uh, it's getting ugly. Uh, I think the Heat just have too many weapons. What's uh, Heat and five? Damn. <laughs> I mean, I want the six, six is packed up. I wanted Joel Embiid on his feet, but fuck him. If, especially if Embiid misses three games for the Heat and five, Heat and six. If Joel comes back earlier than expected. I don't even think Joel Embiid is that much of a killer. I'm, I think five is a safe number. Either way. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I have never trusted him or him or Harden. Heat and five. To, to buckle down and really fight for it. So, yeah, that should be a cakewalk almost for the Heat. Um, moving to the West, obviously we're, we got our series. And then the other series is the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Do we think that the Warriors... Oh, God. I almost got butt cracked. Wow. You know they got butt cracked yes. sports now, too. Um, they had a, a tweet saying that John Morant... Perfect timing. But they had a tweet saying that John Morant was fined 20000 for grittying across the Timberwolves logo. First of all, I love the gritty dance. John Morant's gritty dance is awful. Yeah, this not is be- bad. Not because he doesn't know how to gritty. It's because it looks like he's twerking. <laughs> like, why are you down so low? Why is your ass poking? And why are you switching when you do? You know he what? Been, let's, he let's, been watching let's, them saucy Santana videos. Hey, yo. You must have seen that Breakfast Club clip. I saw the clip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was petty, man. They had that was good like, like that. Man. Yeah, what was he trying to accomplish? That's what I'm trying to figure He's out. Trying to call that dude out. He was trying to call him out, but the dude was cool with it. He was like, "Fuck you, dude! Like, I'm gonna get over here and twerk." Like, What's up? Charlemagne would have had to see me. I'm gonna be honest. Right after the show, I mean, to like, be honest, Charlemagne, Charlemagne would have had to see me about a lot of stuff at this point in life. But yeah, yeah, I would have been like, uh, Charlemagne, what, what was that about, bro? Like, we couldn't if have did logic, that off air. Yeah, that's how I know logic is just from Maryland. Like he from one of them counties or something. Cause if if a motherfucker would have asked me, so who raped your sister? All you'd have heard was <laughs> on the mic and shit. Like <laughs> y'all would have had to cut the cameras. Like cut it would have got real ugly in there. Boy. Yeah, he ignorant as hell, man. Um Warriors Grizzlies, man. <laughs> that's what I say fuck what we talk about. Oh man. Yeah, so Warriors Grizzlies. Look, man, I'm still not scared of the Warriors. Straight up, personally, that's not keep, my problem right now. I would keep it a hundred Warriors and five, maybe four. I mean, the way the Grizzlies looked at that first round, like 
I I I was low on them, but Jesus Christ! Like when I told people I had the Timberwolves in six, and obviously I was wrong. I it mean, should have been. T- I was about to say, technically, <laughs> I was wrong. The motherfucker should have won in five, to be honest. But it's like, bro, that series told me more about Memphis than it did mm-hmm. about Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like we know Minnesota was immature, and they showed it. Memphis, bro. You're they not going down ahead. like that against the Golden State Warriors nah. and getting back into the game. At all. You're not coming out there running that running some BS offense against the Golden State Warriors and think it's gonna fly. Like in my opinion, the better team lost. Mm. Yeah. The Grizzlies played like complete ass. They 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 tripped their way into the second round. And this is where I mean I hate to do it. I have to get back to that whole Luca can't get out the first round stuff. Like if that, if anybody that had that opinion, like you look at these Grizzlies being in the second round. So, so Josh stamped now, right? Right. Even though he played awful in the first round, he played like complete ass, but because he got out the first round, he, he stamped like, we, we can't say that he's a bad playoff performer. Like that clip is going around. Ja always say his dad is his biggest. Also for the people that saying John Morant's dad, T Morant looks like Usher. He looks like Shorty Low more than Usher. R.I.P. R.I.P. Like, if y'all don't know Shorty Low, look up a picture of Shorty Low and compare it to T. Morant. He looks more like Shorty Low than Usher. Or maybe yeah, he that, just look like motherfuckers from Atlanta. The know. Usher thing threw me off. I was confused by that. Like, I didn't. Even I mean, know I people, saw it. I it think wasn't at. Is he? Uh, go I, ahead. I think it's because of the shades. Because it's the same shades Usher wear. Gotcha. All right. That's that's what it is. Because I was actually looking at his face. Yeah. 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 So, like, it's a clip going around. Ja always say his dad is his biggest hater. And the interviewer asked T. Morant about how Ja played in the first round. He said, trash. Played like trash. And I was like, well, the motherfucker ain't lying. I say, that's not even hating. That's just right. accurate analysis. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not lying on his son. Like, I mean, I would hope that my dad would do the same. Like, if I played like I'm saying cheeks. is, first of all, we need to talk about John Morant's defense or lack thereof. I'm about to say what defense? Dude was getting picked on by Patrick Beverly, man. I don't think you can say that about anyone else in NBA history. And, and that says something. You got to have some pride and dignity. Like Patrick Beverly. Like when people say, oh man, LeBron got got torched by Jason Terry. At least Jason Terry could say, hey, I got a six man of the year award. Yeah. Yeah. What Patrick Beverly gonna say? I got a play in victory against a team that I used to play for. That he gave some Italian club buckets when he was in Europe. If I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm hunting John Morant's ass. Whether it's Jordan Poole or Steph Curry, he gonna they gonna try to hide that boy on something. You can't hide him on nobody. Who you gonna hide him on? Draymond? Put him in the post. Yeah, they're going to exploit the weaknesses. Uh, Muscle Baby, Bane, I'm not worried about him doing anything. Muscle Baby, Bane. Hey, Grant Williams and Desmond Bain built the same. Bars. Bars. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Steven Adams hurt? Nah, he's not hurt. They just was not playing his ass. I'm, I'm, there was something going on with Steven Adams. Hold on. I got to see it. Memphis I'm glad we're talking about players. this. After, what you like, mean? Watching the playoffs. Health and safety protocols. 
Okay, watching the playoffs, I've been looking and I'm like, who would be like a perfect upgrade for Dwight Powell? That's not where I thought that was going. And it's like someone athletic can defend, switchable, can rebound. I oh, feel, okay. I, I feel like Brandon Clark is like the perfect center for what we do on defense and even offense. Cause he's a lob threat too. Obviously, it's completely unrealistic. I'm about to say, I don't know his contract situation. I and think I he has one more year, then he's a restricted free agent. Actually, no, he was a first round pick, right? He was a uh, hold up. I just looked it up yesterday. Yeah, I think he was like the twenty third <laughs> pick, if I'm not mistaken. So he should be restricted. But I can't remember how long he was in the league. Um, it's got to be Clark his third has... or fourth year. Brandon Clark has a four-year deal. Well, not like he had a four-year. It should year be deal. his rookie. It should be a rookie deal, right? No, is it? No, he's. I'm he's, pretty sure he was a first-round pick. He was, but I think he's been in the league long enough. It's saying through 2024, and the 2024 is a player option. It's only six million. Now you want me to pull up his whole contract? 2020 was when he was drafted. Wait. That doesn't sound right. 2019. Year after Luca. Yeah. 2019, 2020. This year is his third year in the league. I'm about to go look up his current contract. Yeah, next year is his player option year. Okay. I mean, his uh, team option year. Okay. But next year is his last year's contract. And they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do to pay him. Right. Uh, they don't have to worry about paying Bane for a couple years. And either way, <clears throat> getting back to the Grizzlies, I think that talent-wise, this is where we get back to these modern bigs. Jaron Jackson is is overrated, in my opinion. I think he's a great defender. I think he has a lot of talent. I think he can shoot a little bit. But as far as like controlling a game with him as one of your focal pieces, I don't see it. Um. This series damn near made me want to take him up my all-defensive team. Because, like, bro, part of playing defense is not fucking fouling. The fact that he's still doing that. Fouling out in what, 13, 17 minutes? 17 minutes one game, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. What we doing? And that was one of the knocks on him coming into the league. It was something that I personally, at least, expected him to outgrow. And he's made slight progress in that area, but he's still fouling a lot. Granted, he still has time to to outgrow it. Like, yeah, he's, what, he's still very young, twenty three. Still very young in his career. To twenty two. But I I also don't think, you know, a lot of people are like, uh, you know, they should probably play Jaron Jackson at center in the future. I don't think so. I think Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark together, like. I think that's the future. Mm. I think that because Jaron Jackson, the best thing about Jaron Jackson is he is what you want in a three and D player. He can shoot the three. He's a lob threat. He's not a great rebounder, but he can get the job done simply off of size. And he can defend in the paint and on the perimeter. Brandon Clark can defend in the paint and on the perimeter. The switch a bit, the, the switchability, the ceiling for that defense moving forward would be fantastic. I think you keep them Minus together. Ja. Minus Ja, obviously. 
unless Jai improves on defense. I'm not saying become all defensive, but damn, put in some effort. I'm about to say all you got to do is be aware, and yeah. and and that's care. I don't know why that's so hard for guards in the NBA. Just care on so defense hard. for Christ's sake, right? Yeah, do your job, rotate, pay attention, get in front of the person with the ball. Right. That's it. Whatever happens after that, it's beyond your control, buddy. But do your job, rotate. I mean, I think the Mavs realized it this year, Luca and Jalen. Like, you don't have to be a clamp guy. You just got to be in the right spot at the right time. Um, <clears throat> that said, I think long story, story short, the Grizzlies are – the first round was disappointing. I don't know if there's enough time for them to figure it out before they have to face a well-oiled machine in the Warriors. And I do think the Warriors will probably make short work of them. Um, but I do think the conference finals, whether it's us or the Suns, will be epic. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, it's going to be against the Warriors. Um, yeah, like you, <laughs> you get the two best, really the two best teams in the West, if it's the Suns and the Warriors, like throughout the season, those have right. been the two best teams in the West. Right. And if it's the Mavs and Warriors, you get Luka, the new guard, versus Steph, the old guard. No pun intended. I didn't mean literally guards. <laughs> I just mean, um, yeah, it's it's going to be either way, to be honest. Yeah, Eastern, that's what I'm saying. The Eastern Conference Finals, like, I got Miami advancing. I don't yeah, think... Miami. I think Miami and Golden State Conference Finals is, I think we're both locking that in. Yeah, that's, that's a lock. Uh, and then if the other two series. Man. Milwaukee and Miami round three. Mm, bad blood. Love it. The, if when has this happened? Like in recent <laughs> memory, where a team three years ago, two years ago, whatever, Miami defeats Milwaukee in the second round, five games to one, upset. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Next next year, Milwaukee defeats Miami four games, upset. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And then year three, they meet in the conference finals. They've met in every round. I'm trying for to three think. years straight. Was it Pistons or no? Was it LeBron Cleveland Celtics? Maybe last time something like that happened. Not every round, no, because they never played in the first round. Oh, oh, yeah. Each round is I didn't, I didn't catch that angle. Up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. I mean, <clears> that's <throat> a rivalry to me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, Giannis is the type to take to to. To, you know, try to make a story out of it. I think he's he's that type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? I think the Celtics, a team right now, I think they got a good story, making it to the conference final multiple times in a row, taking a step back, and now trying to get back there. Yeah, um, they finally didn't chase that superstar. Went with the team they had built around Jalen and Jason Tatum, and now it's working. Yeah, I have to. And was it you? Did you have Ime Udoka as your coach of the year? Yes, I did. Tremendous job he's done. I mean, started. No, nah, I was about to make a joke. I ain't gonna make a joke. Started, started from the bottom. Now we here. That one. I was gonna say started with Neil Long. Now we here. But uh, but that's that's not important. It's not important. Uh, the uh the job he's done. The way the team has come together. I think that I, I think you made the comparison between them and us. Just a great great season for both both franchises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, bright future for both franchises for sure. Uh, the fact that. They didn't listen to the outside noise. They kept Tatum and Brown together. Uh, huge. And I don't see why they need to break them up at all. 
nope, no reason to now, especially not now. <clears throat> yeah. So no matter how this next series plays out, even. Yeah. I, I'm leaving them together. That's what I had you don't break you don't break that up. I don't unless they have beef. Yeah. <laughs> don't, you don't you don't just break stuff like that. To be up. honest, even if they got beef, unless they like physically fist fighting, I'm not breaking them up. <laughs> I, I respect it. I mean Michael Jordan and Scotty might have been fist fighting, but facts. <laughs> you don't gotta break it up, man. If it's working on the court, I couldn't care less about the rest of it. Y'all can kill each to... other for all I care. If you win six championships and so be it. <laughs> yeah, if it unless it was bleeding onto the court, there's no reason to to break something up like that. Uh if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm not trying to see that. <laughs> Literally bleeding onto the court. Like, don't stop fighting out that moment. But, yeah, I think, like you said, we're pretty much guaranteed a great conference final round. Um, yeah. And then probably a great finals. Like, unless something ridiculous happens, knock on wood, um, I'm I'm very excited about this next round of the playoffs <laughs> and, the, and the, the playoffs in general. I think uh, I think that the NBA is in a great spot right now. Um, the only thing they can mess that up is the Grizzlies taking this Warriors matchup personally and uh, accidentally beating them. They can take it personally all they want. They gonna personally get their ass kicked. Like <laughs> them boys, them boys is not serious, man. Um, <laughs> they did it in what, what one game last year? I think that's a whole yeah, different scenario one game. than a series. And Steph didn't have nobody. Steph ain't had nobody. True. That's also true. Uh, that's it's <laughs> a different different team. Completely different. Like, so the non mass fan in me wants to see Phoenix and Golden State. Mm. And mainly because I see Golden State fans be talking cash shit. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> like, yo, Golden State fans be talking cash shit. Like, Phoenix ain't even on a level. And I'm just like, at some point, you just got to respect what this team did. And y'all don't. I've really like the like I said the non Mavs fan in me wants to see Phoenix beat Golden State in the conference finals so bad. I just want to see Golden State lose. I don't care who does it. <clears throat> I want to see Golden State fans humble. They and to they be quite just, honest, they, they just got had no two reason. down years. They have not. They got no, no reason humbling. to be. They got no reason to be humble because even that's like that's not necessarily a humbling because they were down seasons because the teams were injured. They can say that. I guess. Because as you see, when everybody was healthy, they bounced right back. They went right back in the mix of things. So, okay. I mean, even you were doubting them. You was like, I don't think Golden State is going to. This year? Going into the season. I had them as the four. I had us and them in the four or five matchup. Yeah. You were like, you think they're going to be good, but you don't think they're going to be like top. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think that I expected a little bit. It wasn't just the. Well, first. When was Clay coming back? And then right. I expected a little bit of a transition from Clay getting uh, acclimated. But I think what the Jordan Poole yeah. surgeon, I couldn't have predicted that. Yeah, nobody I could definitely have predicted didn't, Definitely didn't predict that. And that's what kind of helped <laughs> keep them up. Um, Even I have the Andrew to give, Wiggins thing, to be honest. Yeah, Wiggins too. And I have to give. Shouldn't have been a fucking all-star, but still. <laughs> that was, yeah, they got to change the way they, <laughs> they got to change the way they set these teams up. Um crazy but, man <clears throat> with that said i think that credit needs to be given to the warriors organization for staying the course right. and basically kind of having what the heat have in the sense that they have waves of talent like first you have your 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 star older veteran types then you have a second wave of the younger guard that you can grow into those roles um it's the michael irvin argument of 
you know, they're not losing recipes over there. They got the younger generation learning from the older generation, the plug and play as they age out. And that's, I mean, if you have a system that works, that's the way it should be. Shout out to Michael Irvin. I just, I just saw some shade on the timeline. Oh shit. I like You see how I angled it with the D Wade picture in the background. It's beautiful. Yes. I saw that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really want to see, cause like, if Phoenix beat them in a series, what Golden State fans going to say? I, I just need that. I'm sorry. But not more than I need the Mavs winning. So hey, if it's the Mavs, that's even better, right? Even better. No, no, not really. I mean, it would feel good because it's like, damn, we beat Golden State. But, like, Golden State not even thinking about Like, Golden State fans, they not thinking about us. They not talking about us. It's no it's no beef. It's no, oh, fuck the Mavs. Mavs ain't on our level. Like, because ain't nobody thinking about that. But if it was, like, if the Mavs were to do it as far as our ability to talk shit on the timeline. Oh, facts. That's the oh, facts. Oh, facts. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. Because then um, it's like, then it's like, Trey Young fans was like, oh man, Trey made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He, he, he better than Luka. He up there with Steph. If we get to the finals and we beat Steph, <laughs> obviously, I don't think Luka's better than Steph, but I mean. I'm going to have to mute so many Mavs fans. <laughs> It's, it's gonna get annoying to be quite honest yeah i'm about to mute some bad fans yeah it's gonna it's gonna get annoying <laughs> oh man um how long we been on this thing Shit. too long we've been on here a good bit i'm not mad at it uh it should be an easy edit job so you know that's that's all i care about um long story short short story long Maz versus sons What's the one thing that could keep us from winning in your head? The the main thing that, that keeps us from winning is serious. I think I nobody have okay. people nobody outside of Jalen and Luca contributing. Offensively? Yes. Okay. Is and that something you fear happening? Like that you fear could happen? I'm mainly Spencer Dinwiddie, and in that case, yes, that's something I fear happening. Mm. I'm hoping that the Gobert factor. I'm using that as my excuse for Dinwiddie not doing much in the first round. Yeah, I I need him to recover in the second round for sure. Also, same. It it is a good sign that we finally kind of got that Dinwiddie game in Game Six. Right. So maybe that carries over into this series. He feeling more confident. You know. Uh, that's what I'm hoping, but yeah, we like I cannot stress enough how much we need him. I like that one. Um, for me, it is those last two minutes of the game, whether it's Jason Kidd over coaching, like he did in the first two losses to the Suns, or the players not executing. Um, I can't have us go out looking like one of these inex- like the fucking wolves and the grizzlies down the stretch <laughs> of these games like we got to be on our shit because we know the suns are gonna be another thing we can't have two games like we did against utah where we just shoot bad in the first half because we shot bad in the first half against utah and because utah is just 
I lost the word. Mid collapse. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> they only had like a ten point lead at the most. Right. That ain't gonna happen with Phoenix. No. Phoenix is gonna take advantage of that. Phoenix is gonna put your foot, they foot on our fucking necks. They will smell blood in the water. Facts. So we cannot have performances like that. Because even if we start hitting in the second half, it's probably already too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited um, too. I'm ready. I'm I'm really excited. It feels it feels like a new era. It does. Um, and I like it. We haven't I, felt this in a while. The second round shit. So. <laughs> I was listening. I was paying, looking at like the tweets about you know I was doing X Y Z. The last time we were out of the first round and like all oh, that's all fun and good but like to to legitimately think about where i was at that time and where i am now it's it's i'm not the same person i was 11 years ago last time we got out the first round i was in high school i was wrapping up college i was getting ready to graduate i was about to i was spending my summer working on campus preparing for a fall internship for my to complete the last piece of my my degree um, it's like at this point we used to just well time to be unbiased NBA fans and just enjoy basketball like <laughs> yeah, pretty much this uh, time last year we was like alright so what are we gonna talk about on the pod like yeah like the year after we won the year after we won LeBron hadn't won a championship yet We had just beat him in the finals for his second finals loss. He hadn't won a championship yet. There were like, still questions about Steph Curry's health moving forward. Was he even in the league? Yeah, he came in 0 right. Yeah, Steph Curry, they were talking about whether or not he would survive at this point. <laughs> like, that's crazy to think about. Like, most of the dudes doing things in the league, like Giannis and uh, Gobert weren't drafted yet. The Lakers. We didn't know who Giannis was. The Lakers, Kobe, and Gasol duo was still like dangerous. Thing. Yeah, the um, Boston Celtics were still a thing. The KG Ray Allen, Dark Rose was MVP. <laughs> he had both his knees. Oh shit! He actually had lost a knee that year, right? The White Powell and Amari Stoudemire. I don't know where this is going. Were like big names in the league type shit. Like, Did you say Dwight Powell or Howard? Oh, Dwight Howard. My fault. I was about to say Dwight Powell and Amari. I was like, what do they have in common? Besides both playing for the Mavericks. Russell um, Westbrook. Yeah, the Thunder were supposed to be on their way to the, right. to the, it was going to be the Thunder for the next few years in the West. Man. Like. <laughs> Kawhi, we didn't know nothing about Kawhi. Nah, Kawhi. Kawhi. <laughs> Yeah, Kawhi was just a, a weird dude on the Spurs. Paul George wasn't named Paul George yet. I was pulling for Paul George to to become the next thing at that time. Like that that Pacers team, I had high hopes for them to eliminate the the Miami LeBron and Cleveland, and then in Miami, I was like, the Pacers gonna do it, but they they let me down every time. Good times. Yeah. I had I, the only job I had had at that point was working on campus at the computer lab. I think Kevin Love won most improved player that year. Damn. He almost won six man this year. It's been a, a lot has changed, is what we're trying to get to. 
uh, since the Mavericks were a, a, not a first round exit team. Oh, facts. And like half of my timeline was in diapers and shit. Like, no, I'm just kidding. It's not that. Last bad. time we got out the first round, Jason Kidd was the point guard. Now he the coach. <laughs> and he looks <clears throat> completely different. Like, um, yeah, but I got like people on my timeline that are like 20, and I think about like they were eight, nine years old and shit. Like when we got out of the first round for the last that's, that's the last awful, time we were dangerous. That's and, awful. And it, but it puts things into perspective for me as far as like when I the way I talk about the team versus how a lot of people on the timeline talk about the team, like they don't know any better. And it'll be different if we said last time the Mavs made the playoffs. No, we made the playoffs after that. Yeah, but we we just couldn't we win a damn series. And we knew. We knew we weren't going anywhere. To be honest, I ain't no shit because that year we took the Spurs to seven in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were the only team, I think, that beat the Spurs more than one game that year. I believe so. Yeah. It's crazy. So, it's funny to, like, look at it, but at the same time, it's – also again unlocking a a way of thinking a way of like enjoying basketball that we haven't been able to do in a very long time right uh so i'm thankful to have to be here uh but until they put four l's in our l column let's let's go get this championship let's get it i'm not saying that all in shit fuck that no i'm not saying that shit i'm not saying mff you gotta i'm not saying that on no more either you got to pay me at this point to to acknowledge this bullshit like y'all got hashtag outsiders assemble <clears throat> fuck you man anything else we need to say today I don't believe so I believe we've said everything we should or could alright so with that said then uh oh make sure y'all are rating <clears throat> us on Apple and Spotify Give us those five-star reviews. We need that to move up the algorithm. I've seen us kind of fluctuate almost on that first page, but I, 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 could, I could use a couple more reviews if y'all if y'all feel so kind. That's your question. So. Go ahead. Seen that latest episode of Moon Knight? Yes. Man, that shit was tough to watch. I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't. No, I, I didn't ready. expect it to go that deep. And the <clears> fact <throat> that we've only gotten like ten total collective minutes of Moon fucking Night in this entire series, <laughs> and I'm completely okay with it. Dude. It's like this ain't even a superhero show. This is like nah. a character driven show that happens to have a superhero in it. Yeah, because I'm the I've spent some time trying to figure out how he fits into the larger picture, and this especially after this last episode, I don't even care anymore. Me either. I'm just get, trying to see. I was saying it before that. Like, I hope he does not meet them for a long time. I hope he doesn't interact with anyone. Yeah, I, I can't see how it fits. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't. Like, yeah, I just, I just wanted to ask you quickly about that. We ain't got to dive into it. And the last thing I'll say about that is, with one episode left, they've done this thing that they've done in every single Disney Plus series is put themselves in this position to have to tell a lot of. Yeah, to tie up a lot of loose ends. Yeah, it's it's a bad. It could, it legitimately could ruin how how I feel about the entire series. A hundred percent. Because yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do it in an hour. Yeah, this episode felt longer than usual. But you know, I don't. Maybe the next episode is like an hour, hour and a half. You better make me check. I don't know, man. But they they got a lot to wrap up. <clears throat> I'm gonna 
about to check right now. Damn it. Why does it keep loading stuff? All right. Da, 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 da. I don't think. Do they have a runtime? Nope. No runtime. Okay. I guess we'll have to find out when it drops. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. Yeah, that should be good. It does, but it does drop on a game day, doesn't it? Yeah, because we Wednesday. play every two days. Yeah. Well, I watch it before shit. Yeah. We play late. All right, we good. All right, folks, that's really all I got. I uh oh, I'm watching Ozark. You have you don't ever watch Ozark, right? No. All right. I've seen you tweet about it. That first episode of the second half of the final season, oh my, like that by itself, like I said, I tweeted it was a movie. It it was a movie. Like the music choices, the acting, the the way that they're doing like flashbacks to add like text. This is the first like crime show where I got to see a character mourn the death of someone. Like usually somebody dies and they just move on with their lives, but we got a funeral, we got remembering, we got the aftermath, all that stuff. Like we got all that, and then they still managed to advance the story in other ways. So, uh, and then uh, the Nas soundtrack was epic. Like I, I wasn't ready for that, but it was perfect at the same time. Last thing I mentioned, I'm a, I swear it's the last thing. I've been trying to take your approach with certain movies, okay, like the trailer thing. Like Doctor Strange, I know a lot of things haven't come out about it. They're like, yeah, the things we're showing you ain't even half. Like, they're really keeping this, like, tight. But since that one trailer came out during the Super Bowl, I haven't watched any. haven't watched any TV promos. No more trailers, no clips, no nothing. I've been staying away. I'm scrolling on Twitter earlier. And a guy retweets something. That spoiled something for me. Oh man, yeah, I hope I don't see that. And it was a clip. I'm assuming from a promo. Yeah, they put out some type of like short clip, and it's clip, like like I saw somebody breaking it down. This ain't even a hint at anything. It's like blatantly there. Oh come on, man! And it's something I like. Sometime during the summer last year, I was like, I think this is gonna happen in that movie. And I had forgotten about it at this point. So going into the movie, seeing that, I would have been like, oh, shit. Like, now it's like, Mm. I know this is going to be there. And I'm excited for you because I know you're going to like it. And I know you haven't seen it, most likely. Did you, did they have Doctor Strange in the, like, text of whatever that video was? Like, did they post something to say this is in Doctor Strange or something like that? It was like a gif. But, like, what was the words in it? It was no words. They didn't say anything. They just posted a gift. It wasn't from Doctor Strange. It was from somebody else. Somebody like a Twitter page posted the gift. Just the gift. Like they didn't say anything. No, they didn't say. They said something in the the um the tweet. Like that's what they, I mean. Did the tweet tweet say Doctor Strange at all? Because that's the no. only word I have muted. No, you need to mute Wanda. All right, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna go mute the rest of the stuff. All right. Yeah, because Wanda was fighting someone. Y'all not about to. Y'all not about to get me. Yeah, y'all yeah. not about to get me at the last minute like y'all did yeah, with no. uh. Which would like Spider Man fuck me up at the last the yeah. week the week before? I just bought my tickets actually today. I'm taking Strange. the same approach. Obviously, it's a smaller film. I'm taking the same approach with Chip and Dale. Uh, that Chip and Dale film. I saw the first trailer <laughs> for it, and I'm like, you know what? This seems interesting. I like this. That's and enough. I, I saw a double toasted. Um, reacted to a new trailer they did, and I was about to watch it because I like watching their stuff. But I'm like, no, 
I don't need to see anything <laughs> else. I know I'm going to watch Chippendale. I already have that made up. Nothing else I need to see. So it this is fun. Enhance. It, it enhances things, I think. Yeah. But yeah, let's get out of here, man. All right. I feel like we, we somehow did an hour or some change, probably. Don't know how. We always manage to. Yeah, yeah. It's easy, I guess. With that said, then, peace. Peace. Thank you.